Hey everyone, welcome to The Geek Awakens, where the talk is geekier than playing hooky from your own podcast to read comics and catch up on the Orville. <laughs> Joining me tonight is Matt. Not that Mitch did that. Hello. <laughs> Tabitha. How come I didn't get to do that? <laughs> and Lydia. And here you told us you were sick. <laughs> and I'm Mitch, and I was sick. And you might... <laughs> um, I'm like 99% better, um, but there's like... Like just this little bit of congestion <laughs> that won't go away. So um, I apologize if you hear me like instinctively, like you know, sniffle or hack up a lung or whatever. You know? So <laughs> just FYI, that's that's happening. Um, so maybe don't have us on full volume today. I don't know. So <laughs> I don't want us on full volume any, any day. day yeah, <laughs> I was just about to say that. Same. Fair. So, um, also, um, C2E2 is two weeks from today. Well, two weeks from tomorrow, but two weeks from today is pre-2E2. So close. I'm so excited. Oh, God. Yeah, right? <laughs> so. I'm not prepared, guys. <laughs> I gotta finish ordering my cosplay. <laughs> Remind me to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got... I've got stuff like in my in my shopping cart on Amazon, but I've haven't I haven't pulled the trigger yet. You just need to get drunk. Drunk men needs to pull the trigger. Oh man, no. you might end up with some really cool outfits like that. Sweet, yeah, do it. Let, let Drunk Mitch be in charge of your cosplay. Yes. See, I've tried letting Drunk Mitch be in charge of my life, and that does not work out. Well. <laughs> Worked out pretty well for us last time. Yeah, but still. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, we're going to start off tonight on kind of a uh, somber-ish note. Um, it was announced yesterday, Alex Trebek um, has revealed that he has stage 4 pancreatic cancer. Uh, I know, you know, like growing up, like, Jeopardy wasn't like a staple in the lad household, but I've seen my fair share of Jeopardy. Uh, this is still a very sad situation. Um, he has said that he's going to fight this, and he's going to keep working. He's going to try to finish out this, at least this season of Jeopardy. Um, he did say that, you know, quote, I'm going to keep working and with the love and support of my family and friends, and I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Um, obviously, you know, like I, you know, I wish him the best. Um, it's a scary diagnosis, though, because it's not, Mm-mm. that's not, you know, no, an easy one to bounce back from. So. Definitely an uphill battle. But it's, the video he posted sounded like he had a good attitude about it, though. Because yeah. I think it was right after the end of that quote you just did, he also said, I kind of have to. I still have a contract for the next three years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. But yeah. So, I mean, I think I think I speak for everybody. Not that he is a listener of the podcast, but we wish him all the uh, all the best and a speedy recovery. So, um... One other thing to talk about real quick um, that's local, and even though it's already sold out, I always like to talk about local stuff. So Lincoln Land is doing a uh, Harry Potter family dinner, and it's um, uh, you basically like you you it's separated into houses. Uh, you get to drink butter beer, which is actually just butterscotch cream soda, uh, and cold catch a, <laughs> a golden stitch for dessert. Uh, wands will also be given out, so that's fun. Nice, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's. I think that's really cool, and also really cool that it sold out this quickly because I think they only announced it like earlier this week. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I can't believe it already sold out already. Yeah, so um, they did say that this will definitely um, 
not be the only one of these types of things that they do. They'll Good. definitely do more of them. So awesome. I'm yeah. curious if they limited how many seats they had per house table, because otherwise I feel like it was it would have been kind of heavy in certain houses. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's true. Or I wonder, like, you know, like, when you signed up for it, though, like, did you did you yeah. have to claim your house or whatever? Or? Ooh. Ooh. God, I hope so. Yeah. You should have to provide documentation, because a lot of people like to say they're in houses that they're not in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please provide the link below to your Pottermore. I would like a picture of your Pottermore sorting. Thanks. <laughs> Why do I feel like you would have, should have been, like, a part of this just so that you can, like either accept or deny people's like uh you really don't ever want to put me in charge of accepting or denying people for anything (laughs) (laughs) we're supposed to be 200 people here tabitha there are only seven people they weren't worthy (laughs) fair they weren't worthy fair (laughs) ask a trivia question if you answer it wrong you gotta go (laughs) Like, even in the middle of dinner? Yeah. Yes. yes. Just, like, randomly walking around and ask a question. No, I'm sorry. Just take their plate. You have to leave. <laughs> leave your plate. Go. And I'm taking their plate. They're, They're take- watching that food walk away. Ouch. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but that's and, and you know that and awesome, awesome for Lincoln Land for for doing that and for having it sell out. Um, Tabitha, let's talk about the uh, Game of Thrones trailer. We just watched it again, and just I get chills every time I watch this trailer. Like I thought I was ready for this to be over, but I am not ready for this to be over. Like it's darker than the previous seasons, which is you know to be expected it's gonna be brutal and i'm just gonna watch everything i love die (laughs) (laughs) when the dragons i know you guys don't game of thrones but when the dragons flew over winterfell like i literally had to pause the trailer because i was like either gonna cry or like squeal like i couldn't decide what was gonna happen (laughs) so i like paused it and just sat there and like regained my composure and then watched it like watched the rest of it like I don't know. Jon Snow gets on that dragon. It's all over for me, though. That's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to make it. I will not survive. R.I.P. Tabitha. (laughs) I will be a casualty in George R.R. Martin's universe. Like, I'm not going to make it. Well, before you die, make sure you write him a letter to let him know that you're dying and to have him write you into the book right. when he gets around Please to it in 20 years. Please write me Wins a Winner before you die in five minutes, hopefully, so someone else can finish your book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm ready. I am not ready, and I am ready. I, I'm a quandary of emotions. Like, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> Now, okay, so let me ask you this, because what it comes out, the season premiere is, what, April 14th? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, have you started the series over to, like, kind of rewatch the whole thing before? I have seen seasons one and two three times. Okay. Um, I have tried to restart Game of Thrones. <laughs> I have tried. Um, it's so far... I have not accomplished my task. We'll see if I can make it in the next 36 days. We'll see what happens. But, no. Give it a valiant effort. (laughs) So, all right. So we're going to... 
We're going to start uh, Gut Reaction, and we're actually going to start with another trailer. Um, Matt, uh, we got a second trailer for Hellboy. We did indeed. And this is a Red Band trailer, <clears throat> so there's a lot more gore and definitely some F-bombs um, dropped throughout the trailer. I spent the entire trailer alternating. I went back and forth being like, damn, this looks really cool, and God, this looks hokey. And I... <laughs> can't decide after even watching the whole thing more than once how I really feel about it. Like, I, I just... I don't know. Like, I... I like um, David Harbour as Hellboy. I think he's going to do a good job. But at the same time, again, I kind of just look at this and go... Like, why are we even redoing this right now? It hasn't been that long. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't know. I like the CGI from the trailer looks a little iffy. Um, I'm just really up in the air and why this is even happening, and if I like am willing to pay to go see this. So is that going to be a thumbs down then? Oh, we're doing gut reaction. Yeah. That's why he said first oh, gut reaction. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm probably going to go thumbs sideways because I just can't decide. Oh, uh, for me, like when I watch this trailer, sorry, <laughs> late to the party. Um, <laughs> when I when I watch this trailer, I had kind of an epiphany, and because like with with this with Hellboy, like I don't know anything about Hellboy. And it's not like it's not like some of the other movies like in the MCU that I've kind of said the same thing. Like I didn't know that much about Black Panther. I don't know that much about Captain Marvel. But I was still excited about those movies because it's still part of a larger thing. Right. With Hellboy, it's that's not really the case for me. And I was watching the trailer and I was like, wow. So I kind of felt what some of these people who really dislike superhero movies, I, I felt what they feel. Because it's like, I was just like, oh, cool, so the Earth is getting taken over again by an evil demon? Oh, <laughs> cool. Awesome. There were some good moments in the trailer, but overall, I mean, man, I'm torn. Like, I think I'll still see it, but I'm not excited about it. Yeah. Zero excitement about it. Um, I'm, gi I'm giving it a thumb sideways, but eh, kind of down. Lydia. So I didn't actually get to watch the trailer, but I did kind of see it as I was scrolling through something else, and it looks cool, but I kind of have to mirror what you guys have said. Like, I don't quite understand why they're redoing it and all that. I'm interested to see David Harbour as Hellboy, but other than that, it doesn't really draw me in, so I'm going to say them sideways. Tab. Thumbs down. No Ron Perlman, no Doug Jones, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Those are her demands. <laughs> so toss on Manuel Miranda in there, and you're good. You're golden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So it was announced yesterday. I don't think I uh, shared this with you guys. So after next season, a shorter ten episode season, uh, Arrow is going to be no more. Mm -hmm. uh, Stephen Amell tweeted it out, uh, and then um, elaborated on a Facebook video. Basically, he was saying that they didn't want the show to limp to the finish line they wanted to have a clear you know precise ending to it um you know arrow and, and a lot of the Arrowverse shows i just never really got into um i have heard you know complaints over the years that arrow has definitely jumped the shark um so i mean so good for them for recognizing that and also for 
not letting a show like that end up being canceled like on a cliffhanger or something mm-hmm. like that. So, um, you know, so for me, I'm, I'm going to go thumbs up just for the simple fact that, you know, like, hey, they recognize that it's time. Lydia. Um, I'm going to say thumbs down on the fact that it's ending because I like Steven Miles Arrow. But thumbs up for them recognizing it and not letting something like that go stagnant. So, yeah. I never got into this show. I tried, and I think I watched the first, like, three episodes, and I was out. Um, But um, I appreciate the fact that instead of letting it fizzle, and, like, they're kicking a dead horse, admitting when they're done. So, thumbs up. Matt. Yeah, I pretty much have to agree with everybody else. Like, don't... Like, I feel like this is where The Walking Dead is going right now. As like, they're, they are. They're kicking the zombified horse. Um, <laughs> don't let that happen to this. Like, if you can, in all cases. So, I'm going to go thumbs up. Um, Tabitha, you've got some Suicide Squad news. Uh, well, I have to care about this now. And I'm <laughs> real salty about it. So, Will Smith announced last week, I think, mm-hmm. that he was done with the franchise. But now it looks like Idris Elba is going to be stepping into his role as Deadshot. Thumbs up for Idris Elba. Always, all day, every day, praise the Lord for Idris Elba. But (laughs) thumbs down that I have to watch Suicide Squad now. The first one was a train wreck. This was probably going to be a dumpster fire, but Idris Elba's going to (laughs) be like in the dumpster fire. So I have to like watch the dumpster fire now. That's upsetting. So I don't even know. Thumbs somewhere. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to on this one. Like, the fact that now I kind of feel like I have to care about this because Idris Elba. Um, like, and the other thing is, like, he, of all the roles that he could play, like, why? Like, why would you do this? Why would you put yourself in this dumpster fire on purpose? So, I'm just going to go thumb sideways because as much as I'm going to go thumbs up for Idris Elba, I still have to go thumbs down for the idea that Suicide Squad 2 is still happening. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, why not? I'm going to give this a thumbs up uh, for a couple of different reasons. Um, one, the uh, just a simple fact, like, yeah, it, it might not be good, but <laughs> you also got to keep in mind... <laughs> You also have to keep in mind who's writing and probably directing yeah. Suicide Squad 2. You know, James Gunn, like, he's got he's got some chops. And, you know, like, this is... You have a face. <laughs> I've had it my whole life. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I feel like if anybody can ex- extinguish a dumpster fire and still make it <laughs> somewhat salvageable, I think it's going to be James Gunn. Um, with Idris himself, um, this is going to be an interesting interesting how they do this if because from what i was reading this movie is still probably going to be a sequel to the uh, the first one mm-hmm. um especially with margot roby being um reprising her role as a harley quinn um but uh so it's gonna be interesting to see how they how they do this with it being still in the same universe but a recasted character because this is something that we're that we're dealing with obviously we're gonna be dealing with batman but also with other characters not just with dc but also with marvel um so, in my opinion, I think this is a good thing because, I mean, you know, if you look at the source material, like with comic books, like with every different creative team, why did she just give me the finger? I pushed my glasses <laughs> up. With your middle finger. 
<laughs> I do that all the time. What are you looking at me for? I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. I'll push my glasses up with a different finger next time. <laughs> but um, she's appalled at your thumbs up. I know, right? I am a little, but it's okay. Just because nothing, carry the nothing, divide by nothing. You still got nothing. Like <laughs> This is another moment where you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. But it'll be... It'll be interesting to see, you know, like, um, if they, you know, like, just kind of, like, kind of carry on. Just like with any creative team with a, with a comic book, they're going to make changes to a character, both physical and personality-wise. So, I'm okay with it. Lydia. So, I still haven't seen the first Suicide Squad, so I have no um, thoughts about a sequel or anything like that. But Idris Elba is always a win, so thumbs up for him. <laughs> Um, Matt, let's talk about Matthew Lillard. So, Matthew Lillard. Um, love him, hate him, you know, whatever. Um, since 2009, Lillard has voiced Shaggy for two live-action Scooby-Doo movies, um, two animated series, and nearly two dozen direct-to-video films. Now, I know there's some people in this room that can't stand Scooby-Doo. I love Scooby-Doo. I always have. But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, if there's ever been a person to take over for Casey Kasem as Shaggy it's Matthew Lillard Um, he's done a fantastic job with the role and he has learned via Twitter like pretty much the rest of the world that he is no longer Shaggy in the new animated Scooby-Doo reboot Um, they listed the cast on Twitter and he's like and his response on Twitter was well this sucks what a crappy way to find out thanks Hollywood you never sense uh, cease. I'm assuming it's yeah. supposed to be cease. You, you never cease to amaze me. I'm I'm proud of his reaction because he's being very upstanding about it. He's like, boy, this sucks. You know, it is what it is. Move on. I'm just going thumbs down for the fact that they didn't bother to tell him and that he's out for the role that, I mean, he's just done such a good job playing for Almost a decade. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely rut row raggy. Um. <laughs> she sat up down so hard I think she dented your table. <laughs> I hope I dented your table. <laughs> also the bill for the replacement. Um, I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, especially because I didn't realize that he's voiced the character since 2009. Mm. Obviously, I knew about the, the live action movies, but I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, but still, absolutely. Thumbs down. Like, that is a cruddy way to find out that you're out of a job that you've had for a decade. Uh, well, more than if you count the live actions. Uh, Lydia. So I know he's done other stuff, but he will always be shaggy in my mind because of the live actions. That is a super crappy way to find out about something like that. So thumbs down. Mm. Tabitha. I mean, I like Matthew Lillard. I have no beef with Matthew Lillard. I feel bad for Matthew Lillard. <laughs> but I just really hate Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so... Thumbs up for Matthew Lillard getting away from Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> wow! All right, so um, <laughs> so we've got a little bit of casting news for the uh, untitled uh, Jean Luc Picard series on CBS All Access. Um, Santiago Cabrera and uh, Michelle Hurd have been cast. Um, no details about the characters, but uh, the rumor is that Cabrera is going to play a pilot of Picard's ship. Um, who is also a skillful, skillful thief, and Hurd is playing a former intelligence officer uh, who is a brilliant analyst with a terrific memory that has not been affected by her drug and alcohol abuse. 
So. <laughs> what? That's what is, that, is that what it says? That's what it says. I'm not being funny. It's For once. Star Trek or MTV True Life? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> this is Star Trek does Jersey Shores. <laughs> oh, God. I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> First officer Snooky. Um, <laughs> I'd still watch it. <laughs> God, um, I'm giving it a thumbs up. Any kind of news about this series, I'm I'm in mm-hmm. for. Um, interesting um, character descriptions, but at the same time, um, and I say interesting loosely. Um, at the same time, it's not official, so I mean, it may not end up actually being quite like that. So, but yeah, uh, for sure, I'm ready, Lydia. So I don't think I know who either one of these people are. Yeah, no idea. But the descriptions sound interesting, and I'm excited to see what happens with this whole thing going forward. So thumbs up for any kind of news. Definitely. Agreed. These uh, character descriptions leave a little something to be desired. But <laughs> I'll take any news I can get. Matt. Yeah, the closer we get to this show actually happening, it's just a thumbs up. Like, the more information we get, the more realistic I feel like it is that's going to happen. So thumbs up. Uh, Tabitha, let's talk about The Sandlot. Oh, let's. So, a TV series inspired by the 1993, which, I'm old, that's fine, um, is in the works. Um, several of the original cast members are coming back to reprise their roles. Um, they evidently have a two-season order already from an undisclosed streaming service, but it suggested that it's one of the larger ones, so probably Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Um, the film's writer and director, David Mickey Evans... Uh, said that he has sold a, tele- a Sandlot television show and that he already has most of the original cast members back. Um, this new story will take place in 1984 when they're all around their 30s and they have children of their own. I love the Sandlot. Like, you can put it on and turn the volume off and I can quote the whole thing to you. Like, it's <laughs> almost embarrassing. <laughs> almost. Um, I simultaneously really want this and really don't want it because I'm... Nervous that it's going to take away from the movie of my childhood that meant the absolute world to me and, like, destroy some of that with me seeing all of them as adults and thinking about all of them as adults. But it's also, like, the Harry Potter, like, cursed child thing. Like, those are the people you grew up with and now they're grown-ups like you and you want to see it. So I'm going thumb sideways. Matt. I mean, if you've seen most of the cast, they still pretty much look like they did in The Sandlot. So, I mean, that's essentially not going to change. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is that... And this is like that, you know, rebooting a classic. Like, why... As, as much as you kind of want to see things like this, you wonder why they feel like it's a necessity at this point. Um, so I'm going to go thumb sideways. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for doing this, but I'm giving this just straight up thumbs down. Um, I liked The Sandlot as a kid. I don't think I've seen the movie since I was a kid. Um, doesn't take anything away from the movie. I just, I just don't feel like we need this. Like, at all. Um, now, once it gets closer to, and once they show, like, trailers and stuff, can I change my mind? Yeah, probably. But as of right now, nah, I'm alright. Lydia? I think it's an interesting concept, but I'm concerned that it's kind of going to go along the lines of, like, Fuller House did, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, yay, all the old uh, characters are coming back, but it's just a completely crappy plotline yeah. for it, so I'm going to go with them sideways. Matt, what's going on in the Denver airport? 
the Denver airport is the place I want to go. Like, just right now. Like, all the time. Um, so, Den- the Denver airport has an interactive gargoyle statue that they have put into the main terminal. Um, long story short is that the airport was built in 93, but it didn't open until 94 because there were baggage system bugs that they couldn't open the airport. That led to countless conspiracy theories about the area and the place that it was built and the people that built it and all sorts of things. So after 25 years of dealing with this, the airport has embraced their weirdness and has installed this talking gargoyle in the main terminal that talks to passengers. It debunks the myths and conspiracy theories surrounding the airport while being chippy and funny and whatever to guests as they walk through the airport. Um, They actually pay a full-time voice actor slash comedian to voice said gargoyle and interact with them. The video in this article is hilarious. Like, he is literally asking this little girl if she likes the ice cream that she has. And she's like, (gasps) like, at one point he asks this cleaning lady to help, like, dust him. And she goes, oh, no, and, like, walks off. She's like, not going to have anything to do with him. Um, Like, the official description on the Denver Airport YouTube channel is that he's 243 years old and is here to clear the air on all the conspiracies at Den. Turns out this gargoyle is wiser than we thought and is sharing more than we planned. Along with the giving, tra- along with giving travelers his two cents, he's surprising them with smiles and plenty of laughs. We believe the interactions at Den should not only be helpful but fun too. That's the art of airporting. Thumbs up all the way. This is fantastic. Like I thought this was funny to begin with, and then I sat and watched the video three times. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm giving this an absolute thumbs up. Uh, when I went to Seattle last year, both on the way to and back, we uh, we had a layover in Denver, and I wish that this was a thing. <laughs> that, is, that is amazing. Uh, I yeah, I'm all about it, Lydia. Oh my god, I I, I agree with you. Now I want to go to Denver Airport. I love gargoyles anyway. I'm like that was my favorite TV show growing up. I love the lore behind gargoyles. So to have an interactive gargoyle, basically going. Oh, no, no, that's not real. But here's some other stuff. Oh, and hey, let me talk to you about your day. <laughs> I want this. Mm. I'm giving it two thumbs up because I want to go to the airport now. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, just so you guys know, we live on, leave on May 15th, Wednesday, May 15th, and we use my Southwest points. We can fly to Denver, all four of us, for $59 a piece. Let's what? do it. <laughs> I'm in. Let's go. I was sort of listening to you, but not really. I was mostly just looking at flights. Because um, <laughs> you want to go to Denver and talk yes. to this gargoyle. Exactly. So thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think between now and then we can get Southwest to sponsor us and make that a little bit cheaper? It's $59 for an airplane ticket. What do you want? We're already going to get... You're going to get pretzels. Get free pretzels. And free luggage. It's Southwest. It's the best airline in the universe. And we get to talk to a gargoyle, Hashtag bitch. not sponsored. <laughs> Yet. Hashtag. Yeah. I don't know. How's that work? <laughs> You're Hashtag right. goes first. Uh, I don't know. I'm too old for hashtags. Close enough. <laughs> she just starts with the hashtag like in the middle of words. <laughs> so, um, there's, there's a new role-playing game out. Um, I'm going to read uh, a, a bit of the description for it. Um, So it says that it is many years into the future. A wealthy and powerful person or persons has claimed a rare and much sought after prize. The vault of 200 unreleased 
this is real, songs from renowned Canadian pop artist Carly Rae Jepsen. So when you play this game, uh, <laughs> no wait, am I getting shamed for this? Nope, that's just Carly. Okay. That's for Carly Rae. <laughs> that's for whoever came up with this idea. I'm not adding her to our shame list. No, don't you dare type her name in your phone. <laughs> but yeah, so you play as a team of highly trained individuals uh, who will raid a. Uh, a defended location to receive or to retrieve the item. Um, there are twists and turns along the way, and don't always trust the specialists by your side. Um, as much as I want to give this a thumb sideways so I can make it some dumb call me maybe pun, um, I'm not doing it. I mean, this this idea is so ridiculous for me. I I I I would absolutely play this, and I don't play RPGs, but I am completely down. Thumbs up, Lydia. No, just no. <laughs> so, we actually do Call Me Maybe in one of my bands. That is enough of her being in my life as it is. I do not need to go on a quest to find 200-something more of her songs. No thank you. Thumbs down. Tabitha. The idea of Carly Rae Jepsen having 200 more songs <laughs> fills me with such terror and anxiety. Well, you know she didn't write them, so. <laughs> that I, I can't handle it. So... So, thumbs down. <laughs> Matt, I mean, aren't you usually supposed to quest for something that's, like... Wanted? Yes. This is... No. Like, this is something that should... If it, it does exist, if... Thank, I pray to God it does not. It should stay hidden forever. Thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, no one needs to call it the Anna Jones. Just leave it there. Leave it alone. <laughs> Tabitha, let's talk about some new peeps. Oh, God. This is so gross. Okay. <laughs> so... Every Easter, we get peeps, and then monsters who eat peeps eat peeps, and everything carries on with the world. But now, they are not just for Easter anymore. They've released candy, cotton candy flavor. Jesus, why are there peeps on the table? Because look at it. Oh, God, I hate you so much. I see what it is. No, oh my god. Okay, I'm just gonna keep on keeping on here. We're gonna act like that's not a thing. We're in trouble. Orange oh, shirt. Oh, we're trying them. I'm not putting that in my mouth. I'm putting them away from her so she can finish her story at least, okay? Okay. Orange sherbet flavored peeps dipped in cream flavored fudge. Those sound delicious. That sounds disgusting. Wait, what was it? Um, it, it, well, if Mitch would shut up, it's orange sherbet flavored peeps dipped in cream flavored fudge. Nope. It doesn't sound that bad. Cotton candy. Ew. Absolutely not. Yep. I love cotton candy. Cotton candy. Everything just not cotton candy peeps. <laughs> um, and chocolate caramel swirl. They're, these are exclusive to Target, by the way. And they will be chocolate covered and feature a caramel center. Um, another exclusive to Target will be vanilla cream. They'll, they basically look like funfetti peeps. Um, blue raspberry. This sounds like your mouth will be blue for the rest of your existence. <laughs> These are exclusive to Walmart. Uh, exclusive to Kroger are root beer float peeps. Ew. And peeps flavored jelly beans, also exclusive to Kroger, are in blueberry and strawberry. And then last but certainly not least, and what Mitch decided to throw on the table because he's a monster, are pancake and syrup flavored marshmallows. Guys, get uh, good news. They're uh, gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. 
I was worried. Oh God, I'm not putting that in my mouth. <laughs> I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even allowed to smell that because I will probably vomit on your table. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing this is a thumbs down for you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not speaking to you anymore. Oh God, the smell. Get away from that. Whoa. This legit smell like pancakes. Oh, that is syrup. Give it to me. Oh, Lord. Am I going to vomit? I don't know. It smells like syrup. (laughs) (laughs) Guys are monsters. I'm just going to hand that to you. Okay, so we have an update while you guys are eating. (laughs) About Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh no! Uh, we have an expert, Carly Rae Jepsen. I have I have a phone a friend for Carly Rae Jepsen <laughs> things, and it's my friend Brie. And I sent her the link to your game because Brie loves a good game, and she also really <coughs> likes Carly Rae Jepsen. She said, "Okay, first of all, two hundred unreleased CRG or CRJ because you know they're Biffs. They abbreviate evidently. Uh, songs what? I said, dude, it's not real. And she said, the two hundred songs thing is, I just looked it up." Oh my god. Oh god. There really are 200 unreleased. Carly Ra- I can smell that <laughs> coming off of all of you and I want to die inside. So, going back to the peeps, Matt. I mean, those are probably like the flavor that I wanted to try least. Um, but I'm still kind of going thumbs up on all the other flavors. Those, I mean, they smell more like it than they taste like it. So, um... <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna give this a, a thumb sideways. Um I I haven't been a, I haven't been a fan of peeps since I was a kid. Um still not a fan. Yeah. Um it's got a weird aftertaste, not gonna lie. There was also there was also a fruit punch one that I almost got. Ooh. Yeah. Marshmallows should be one flavor. Marshmallow. <laughs> Lydia. So, Tabitha's going to hate me now, but I like certain peeps. I don't like all of them, but I like certain ones. Some of those sounded amazing, but the blueberry one threw me off. Fruit punch sounds disgusting, but I hate fruit punch. These are actually pretty good. Lydia feels limited shame. <laughs> limited shame. Dude, I'm, I'm gifting the rest to you. Then. Yay! <laughs> so... Thumb sideways because half of those sound like a good idea and half of those just sound awful. So I'm gonna eat my peep in peace. <laughs> Can you eat your peep outside? <laughs> I feel like I need to I'll drink go this water way if I though. can. <laughs> so um, got a couple of um new releases from Lionforge to I just want to talk briefly about them. Um, because I don't think anybody else got a chance to really look them over. Um, get to read, uh, what was it? Half Haven? No, did not get to that one. The book learning. Berk, book learning? Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Berk, Berk learning. Berk learning. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Lion Forge. <laughs> <laughs> we try. Do we? Yeah. We fail. So, Most of the time, but we try. <laughs> um, all right. And I, I didn't finish book learning, but I read enough of it. Um, so we'll we'll start with that one, and this actually this came out yesterday. Um, it's a collection from um, uh, John Mac uh, McNamee, uh, who's done um, done comics for the Onion and uh, the New Yorker, and it's uh, <laughs> that makes sense now. <laughs> um, so and it's um, 
and it features some of his most uh, hilarious comics on knowledge, how we obtain it, and how we distort it. Uh, this is not. This is definitely something that you can kind of pick up and put down as you go because it's mm-hmm. not. It's not an actual story. It's just a collection of comics. Um, I found myself like laughing out loud at a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and it's divided up into different sections. Like uh, like the first section is all comics based around the arts, and there is one on like social sciences, and zoology. zoology. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this was this was a fun book. Um, I didn't really know what to expect going into it, but yeah, but it's it's fun. And like I said, it's a quick read. I got gosh, I probably about over a third way done in just like 10, 15 minutes. So, mm-hmm. um, Matt, what do you think? I, I mean. I know we're not doing gut reaction anymore, but I want to give this a thumbs up because this was awesome. Like, I really wasn't sure what to expect when, I, when we opened this up and started flipping through it. But it, and not all of them hit their mark, which is the case with a lot of comics because there's going to be ones that hit their mark with different people. And that's kind of the point. But there were so many of them were just like laughing out loud, like chuckling, like this is hilarious. Almost reading it a second time just to make sure that I was really laughing because it was really that funny and it wasn't just me. But yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, these were these were a lot of fun. This was I I didn't expect I didn't have any expectations no. when I opened this because I never read the preview for them telling us what things are. I just start reading them, <laughs> swiping, and like I figured out what it was pretty quickly, and I. It, it was more than 60% of them that I laughed out loud at. Like, it was wonderful. We got through the whole thing, so. Yeah. <laughs> what, a half an hour? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so definitely uh, Book Learning. It's a uh, pie comics collection. Like I said, that came out yesterday, so look for that. Also, what came out yesterday was Hap Haven. It's uh, written by uh, Norm Harper and with art by uh, uh, Louis Joyce. And it centers around this girl named Alex who, um, who grew up... Um, like her, her father, um, you know, like always told these stories about like superstitions and whatnot. And I'm, I'm gonna be kind of vague a little bit, uh, but anyway, so she grows up like believing all these superstitions and everything, and then she ends up in a, uh, um, in a land to try to save her mom because she steps on a crack and. Oh no! Yeah, mm. yeah, mm. that's oh, exactly no. what happens. <laughs> so. So she goes on a quest to uh, to Hap Haven to try to save her mom. Um, I loved this book. Uh, it was it was a really fun story. I I really loved the uh, kind of the conversational tone, you know, between the characters. Um, you know, they they said things that like that just you could really like picture, you know, people actually saying. You know, like, kind of hard to describe, but you know, but you know how like mm-hmm. some people don't really capture mm-hmm. the essence of how people talk. Yeah. But this this book really did. Um, the uh, there's a character in in the book who is a black cat. Uh, there are times where I feel like the black cat is my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. But and then um, there there are also like a couple of supporting characters who are leprechauns. And there was <laughs> there was one po- point in time. Um, I man, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the the quote. But like when Alex first meets one of the leprechauns, yeah. she's like, um, "Are you? I'm sorry. Like, I, how do you identify or something right. like that?" <laughs> and and the, the, he's like, "Yeah, I'm a leprechaun." Like <laughs> that's hilarious. But, <laughs> but yeah, did you did you get a chance? I to got read? a chance to start it. I got through the first. First chapter or so. Um, I, I love the setup. Like the idea that um, all of these um, 
I don't know, not urban legends, but, you know, I don't even know what you'd call them. Um, like, you know, you step on a crack, break your mother's back. That All of those things have true power that are leaking out from mm-hmm. this other universe is such a clever and interesting way to do it. And then the way that she gets into the world is awesome. Like with the meeting of the leprechaun, how that goes about. Um, I'm definitely interested to see where it goes and how it continues. Um, but like I said, the setup itself is just, I think is brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a fun read. Um, like I said, it came out yesterday. So definitely take the time to check that out. So, uh, Tabitha, let's talk about, uh, the garden of beasts. So, a couple weeks ago, we talked about how Leonardo DiCaprio was working on uh, Eric Larson's book, Devil in the White City. Um, Now, Joe Wright, the director of The Darkest Hour, and Tom Hanks are teaming up to adapt Eric Larson's other book, In the Garden of Beast. Um, This story is actually um, about a professor from Chicago who became the first U.S. ambassador to Nazi Germany, who... Hmm came back to the United States and was like, hey, guys, this Hitler guy is kind of bad. And the United States was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So this is his story. Um, This is the only Eric Larson book that I've read and, like, actually enjoyed, and it didn't feel like a chore to read because the man is so wordy. But (laughs) this this one was actually really good, and I... Random reasons, I know this, but Tom Hanks is a World War II history buff. Like, crazy into World War II history. So this is his jam. This is his jam. Like, this is Tom Hanks' like mecca. If anybody's going to do his justice, it's going to be Tom Hanks. Correct. Like, I was concerned when I heard they were, like, thinking about making a movie or a TV show out of this because it's it's dark, it's brutal. It does not paint the United States government in a good light as far as World War II was concerned. It wasn't. But um, (laughs) if anybody's going to do this... And do justice to not only Eric Larson's book, but also to the true story. The story, it's gonna be Tom Hanks. Keep going. <laughs> I hate you. But anyway, like I'm this is the thing I'm excited for. Like I I like Devil in the White City. I know Leonardo DiCaprio is like very into Devil in the White City. Like he is very into that whole H. H. Holmes story, which is a little weird, but whatever. It's um, totally weird. And, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's um, totally weird. But like this is Tom Hanks's forte. Like this is what Tom Hanks does, yeah. and this is what Tom Hanks loves and does well. So I think this is going to be better than it would have been without Tom Hanks. I mean, most things are better with Tom Hanks. Yeah, like, add giraffes, <laughs> add Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> so. Add Tom Hanks as a giraffe. Got it. Um, I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. I love yeah. Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, but to, to kind of go back to, you know, to the actual subject at hand, like, yeah, like, I knew nothing about that until mm-hmm. you started talking about it. And it, yeah, like, I, I feel like, I feel like Tom Hanks is definitely, even just as an actor, I mean... Mm-hmm leave out the part that you know that this is his jam you know like just as an actor i'm like oh i bet he'd be really good at that yeah mm-hmm. yeah when you think like world war ii kind of spy kind of like espionage kind of thing those are the same thing um uh, <laughs> like movie book like i think tom hanks yeah um matt let's talk about new mutants um so new mutants is not aging well yeah. uh, so we knew that New Mutants was getting delayed. Um, I don't know. At some point last year when they delayed Dark Phoenix as well. Um, but 
they had scheduled, they said that they were going to do reshoots at the second half of last year. Um, the Hollywood Reporter has now found out that those reshoots that were supposed to happen in like September of last year still haven't happened. Like they haven't done any of them. Now, see, I was trying to think back <clears throat> and like, because didn't they talk first? Talk about doing research re- reshoots like this time last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember we we, we talked, talked about, about it when mm-hmm. I was doing Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Yep, like it's been supposed to happen for a long time. I'm almost wondering if at this point, if New Mutants is just going to end up getting scrapped. I mean, just cause, just in terms of just mm-hmm. pure timing <clears throat> because of the whole Fox Disney deal. That's what the internet is pretty much like wondering about. Um, the, the reshoots are in the hands of the writer and director, Josh Boone. Like he's the one that's in charge of this. So he's the one that basically hasn't pulled the trigger to get these started. Um, but, um, yeah, basically the internet is running amok, um, in thinking that maybe this won't even see a theatrical release. Um, you know, does this have to do with the whole Disney plus Disney Fox merger and the darker tone of this? Um, and then there's some speculation that maybe with the darker tone of this, if it doesn't have a theatrical release, would this be something that ends up right on Disney Plus or even Hulu, which seems to be where some of Disney's darker stuff is kind of being funneled? I almost wonder, um, and not that it's not necessarily has to do with, you know, the darker tone or whatever, but if it was just, um, people are trying to make a getaway, right? They're migrating. (laughs) <clears throat> they flying south of the winter? <laughs> I mean, they were flying towards some avocados, and avocados are from Mexico, so <laughs> south of the winter. So now you, you, you both, you both got a shame. Are you happy yet? Yes. <laughs> okay. I tried um, to eat last year. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks since I got one. So um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you are on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> Your total last year was 53. You already have 25. <laughs> Whoa. Um, you're going to blow last year out of the water. It's March. It's March 7th. <laughs> and we still have a whole weekend of C2E2. And Are you going to carry this bell? <laughs> you better to download an app on my phone that's a bell. It's yes. the loudest bell I can find. And I'm just going to hold it above my head when you say something dumb. <laughs> there are going to be so many people like complaining to like C2E2 snap. Like, there's some woman just like ringing a bell. Like, she just, she won't stop. Um, going going back to New Mutants um, and then and I want to move on because there are two more stories I want to talk about we're running short on time Um, but uh, I'm almost wondering if maybe this is a situation where because this isn't like um, the new Dark Phoenix you know where you know this is the the tying up of a storyline this is the potential beginning of a franchise Mm -hmm. and also it's not it doesn't feature A-list characters, you know? Yeah. Um, there, Yeah, there are some bigger names, you know, in, in terms of the X-Men in mm-hmm. there. But, like, but it's not anybody that, like, we all have to see. Right. So I'm almost wondering if maybe <clears throat> it's just a matter of, eh, we aight. Yeah. yeah. You know? So. Um, so something that I heard about, this actually happened last month, um, where a teacher in um, Brooklyn... Uh, by the name of Brett Belsky, he was fired from his uh, from his job because he was playing Fortnite with the students. Um, but now, uh, like I said, that happened last month. But um, recently, he's suing to get his job back. Basically, um, what happened was he 
the back in uh, January of uh, last year, he offered to play matches with them on Xbox One if they did well in class. He noticed that like a lot of kids were talking about Fortnite, and so he said, "Okay, you know, if you if you pay attention, if you do well, I'll I'll let you battle with me or you know whatever." Okay. Um, <clears throat> so um, he also advised to get parental consent before logging in, um, and so he what. What ended up in March of last year, uh, he played uh, he played the game for 20 minutes with two of his students. Uh, one of the students brought it up to his father, who then reported it to the school's principal. Uh, at that point, the principal let the teacher go. Um, he then uh, let me see. He discussed uh, he discussed not only this ta- tactic, but then another one involving an autographed hockey puck as an award as a reward. Uh, he he talked about this with a mother of a different student. And that mother, like, felt the conduct was appropriate and motivational. Um, but yeah. And the report that happened with all of this, uh, did not indicate that anything inappropriate took place between Mr. Belsky and the student. So, I don't know. I, I go, I go back and forth on this. And, you know, and, and Matt, I'm most interested in your opinion on this. Not that I don't want to hear your opinions either. Uh, I do. Because I have kids. But because you have kids, (laughs) I, I am most interested in yours. Like, for me, I, I go back and forth. Like, on the one hand, like, this is a decent tool. You know, it's mm. he's trying to connect with the students and he's trying to not only get them to do their, you know, to do their schoolwork, but also to, like, give them something obtainable to, you know, as a as an end goal. At the same time, though, like, I was trying my best to try to come up with a in-real-life scenario where, you know, like the same kind of thing would happen with the students not directly involving parents. Because let's say, you know, let's replace Fortnite with kickball. Chances are they're going to need, you know, the kids are going to need their parents to take them to the kickball field and, you know, the parents will still be around, you know. I'm not suggesting that this teacher would have done anything, you know, with these students at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. But at the same time, it's like, it's weird because in this particular instance, it is just the student and the teacher outside of a school-sponsored function. So, Matt, what's what's your take on it? Which I I get the concern in regards to the interaction between student and teacher outside of a school-sponsored situation. Mm -hmm. I do understand that. But I also see it from the perspective of teachers today trying to find something to connect with their students and not just... And not just as a matter of a reward, but trying to interact with them on on a level to make that the students understand and feel that the teacher cares about them more than just the grade in this class. Which I have some friends that are teachers, and for the most part, they do. Like it, it's not just that the student that the teachers want the students to do well in class. But they want them to succeed just in life and in general. <clears throat> they want the best for their students. So to be able to find something to connect with them about, to something to talk to them about, that allows them to create a motivation and a goal to encourage the students to proceed to produce more high quality work or to produce better work. Um, Okay, go for it. Like, okay, you know, another student, hey, you know, if you do this, you know, there's a signed hockey puck that you can 
you know, because of breath. I'm like, for God's sakes, like even in preschool, like my kids had a marble jar where if the entire class behaved, they added marbles to the jar. When the jar was full, they got to everybody in the class got to pick out of a prize bucket. I understand that that's in school, but that also was not something that was explicitly like sanctioned by the school. Mm -hmm. Like that was something the teacher did to encourage production and involvement from the students. Um, I, I mean, in some ways, like I'm sure you guys remember being in school and, you know, when, when you're in, in grade school, like, your, your teacher taught all of your classes, like, you know, first, second, third grade, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was obvious in first, second, third grade, like, as a class, what your favorite gym activity was. Whether it was kickball, whether it was floor hockey, whether it was what. So, the teacher would use that, say, hey, if everybody does this or everybody follows these directions or everybody gets a good grade on this test, we can have an extra gym class and we play kickball. You know, I, that, again, is not necessarily explicitly school-sponsored or sanctioned, but the teacher's doing that to help achieve results, which is what teachers are so often scrutinized and nitpicked for. Like, if you don't get these kids to have these grades, then you're failing at your job and you're a horrible teacher and you're just going to get fired. They have to find new and creative ways to get those results from kids, especially in today's society with all of the technology that everybody interacts with and the shorter attention spans or whatever you want to, you know, blame things on. Like they have to find new and creative ways to do that. I, I mean, but the other thing about this too, is that, that the teacher got parental consent for this. Didn't, is that what you said? It said that he advised to get parental consent. I don't, I, I didn't see where like where he actually did, and okay. if he did, maybe you know maybe the student got parental consent from the mom and not the dad, and for whatever reason, mom never told dad, and once dad found out, right. then all hell broke loose. Which that's that's an issue at home. That's not an issue with the teacher or the school. I I don't know. I mean, yes, it's 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 a you're you're skirting the, the sword's edge, you mm -hmm. know, by doing something like that, especially something that's outside of school. Um, you know, if you were to do it where you would get explicit parental consent, I, you know, I don't, I don't see the issue. Like, <clears throat> obviously, you know, my boys are seven and four. They do not play Fortnite. The seven-year-old is asked to play Fortnite and we have flat out said no. Like, you are not allowed to play Fortnite. It is not for you. Maybe when you get older, we'll talk about it. <clears throat> um, you know, and if it were, I don't know. I, I guess it would depend on what the reward was. And how it was presented. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I feel like in a lot of cases, like it's, I applaud the teacher for trying to find something to connect with the students and to do something unconventional to get the results that he is so often scrutinized for. Yeah. So, and I, and I do want to point out one other thing too, um, that the, uh, the department of education um, couldn't properly uh, categorize this, you know, like, alleged misconduct so and that is because there are no guidelines for it so kind of like what you were saying like with this new technology and everything new technology whatever but um <laughs> but like we, we it is kind of a gray area and you know mm -hmm. and so like i don't know like and i and i definitely like i i 
wish this you know this teacher the best um but like but let's let's talk about you two like what 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 are your thoughts on it i think that rules and regulations and things like that they were probably sticking to their generalized rule that that school has probably had since 1945 that you don't have any interaction with students Mm -hmm. outside of school or a school sanctioned event it's 2018 Social media exists. Right. 2019. God, it is. I keep saying that. <laughs> two, two plus months. <sighs> Guys, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. I'm not ready for 2019. Can't take it back. <laughs> yes, I can. Do you really um, want to go back to 2018? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then you need to be ready, honey. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to. Um, I think that the rules and regulations need to be updated. For 2019. <laughs> and beyond. And beyond. Because it's we're living in different times than when things like that were written, basically. Like, you can't expect them to have no interaction in, a, in an age where social media exists. Like, I have a friend that teaches high school in a local community, and I see her post... Like, she posts stuff about her students all the time, and she tags them in posts and talks about, you know the groups that she's part of in her high school and stuff like that. And they do this on Facebook and on social media, but like these kids have social media, these kids have Facebook. So does she like, and you know, it's all professional stuff that Mm -hmm. she's posting and things like that. But like, don't really, I guess I see the difference between something like that and playing Fortnite. Can I say, can I say one other thing that kind of thought about as you're talking about that? I had my eighth grade teacher was a big sci-fi fantasy nerd. He had a ridiculous book collection um, and was quite proud of it. Um, and one of the things that he did to encourage some of us to read more was that he would bring in books and he would set them on his desk. And they were books that he was reading or books that he had read. Um, and then just like by leaving them on the desk, those of us that were kind of into that kind of thing would inquire. And if you wanted to borrow that book and read it, you had to prove to him by, you know, doing your schoolwork, you know, turning things in on time that he, you were trustworthy to borrow said book and read it, and then you had to talk to him about it. Like that's a very, I don't know, yeah, like antiquated <laughs> yeah. system, but it's a similar yeah. type yeah. of you know reward. Yeah. So, Lydia, what are your thoughts? Kind of along the same lines as you guys have been talking about. Uh, there is a big gray area, I think, but anymore you. You almost have to have that kind of reward system to get kids to pay attention with stuff and to use something like Fortnite that is so popular to kind of associate yourself with your students, I think, is a smart idea. Maybe it was gone about wrong and maybe there was some miscommunication somewhere. Overall, I think I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing for him to do. Yeah. And I I don't know. Yeah. It's a rocky road to be on. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, definitely, you know, with this lawsuit just happening, like, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. So, um, man, we're we're out of time, but I really, really want to talk about this. So we're going to go over just a couple of minutes. Um, and also because, Matt, you never get to have the last story. I don't. Oh, no. Um, so let's talk about what happened with Resident Evil 2. So, anymore, video games are, n- like, even 
like AAA titles, you know, top end games are no stranger to mods once they are released. Um, the new Resident Evil 2 uh, is no different. Um, but in the last, I don't know, a couple of weeks, um, a new mod has come out for Resident Evil 2 where the villain, Mr. X, um, who looks kind of like a bulked up version of like the Emperor from Star Wars, kind of does, um, he's replaced... Both he and his music with Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh my god! <laughs> I watched some of these videos and oh my like, god, this is amazing. The whistles and the music, like as like Mister X slash Thomas, like comes around the darkened corner. That's disturbing. <laughs> like it's just wrong. Now, I will also mention that this is not the first game that Thomas has appeared in as a mod. Um, the most famous one is that they he got placed into Skyrim. <laughs> I'm not sure how that works because that technology is way beyond Skyrim. But uh, I mean, if you, I mean seriously, like watch a little bit of this video. It's probably scarier than Mr. X. Like it's it's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> What's worse is my godson has one of those plastic Thomas beds. And his bed is situated <laughs> at the very end of the hallway in the home where he lives. Oh, so if no. you walk in the front door and it's dark, all you see is a Thomas <laughs> staring at you from the darkness. Oh my god! Staring at you from the darkness, and the eyes are white, so they glow. And so all you see are these huge, glowing, very happy eyeballs coming at you down the hallway. <laughs> so all I could think about when I was watching this was that stupid bed. So now the next time I'm going to have to cover it up with like a plastic sheet and be like, "Don't uncover that until I leave," because <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and I almost didn't make it to the bathroom. It was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. I rounded the corner. And it was just looking at me. Worst bed decision ever. Okay, so now I really want, like, a, not even a good, ma- well made uh, game, but I just want a Thomas the Tank horror game. I mean, they, Watch this clip. That's enough. That's all you'll need. Yeah, that's all you'll I want yep. a full one. Yeah, yeah. oh, absolutely. Like, it's... they've made, like, SpongeBob and the d- different games like that into these really cheap horror games. I, I didn't know that I needed this, but now I need a Thomas right. the Tank Engine horror game. I think we found your million dollar idea. <laughs> if only I was a game developer. If what? only I had those skills. Maybe maybe find a game developer and be like, hey. We need to talk. talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so uh, that's all the time that we have for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Um, we'll be back. Actually, we won't have a show next week. I'll be out of town. Um, but we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, but in the meantime, we'll be posting news on Facebook and Twitter throughout the week. Uh, so be sure to follow us there. While you're there, give us some feedback and tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. From all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll be back next week. Everybody say bye. 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 bye.